Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Ann Mullins, your host, and I'm so happy that you're here this week. I wanted to um, talk about something that comes up a lot when I'm talking with clients and well, actually just personally as well. This happens to me often. And probably you've either been there, you're currently there, or you're about to be there. And what I'm talking about is burnout. So today we're going to talk about, you know, what is burnout? You know, what's the big deal about burnout? What are some of the symptoms of burnout? And then I'm going to give you some tips on how to either prevent it or get over it. Okay. So first of all, what is burnout? Burnout is also known as burnout syndrome, okay? It's a state of uh, mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion that happens when the demands in our lives are consistently and chronically outweighing what we're able to do or to produce. It's like you're working hard, 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 and you just feel like you're never going to get to the top of that mountain. So it's not necessarily a single bad day or even just one week. It's you know, ongoing, longstanding. It's a pattern of feeling like you're trying and failing without success, support, recognition, or recovery. So the biggest thing here is a lot of people feel burned out when they're working really, really, really hard. And it just seems like it's never going to end. And they don't feel really supported or recognized for all of their hard work. And also, a lot of people just aren't taking enough time to recoup and recover after like a hard week of work. And so just after time, this just accumulates and creates a lot of problems. So burnout has actually been a clinical concept since the 1970s. And it's existed definitely way before that. And But now it has this formal like name. It's like burnout. In 2019, the World Health Organization officially recognized it as a workplace phenomenon. And they're currently working on developing tools to help recognize, treat, and really prevent burnout in workplaces. So I think that's really cool that there's an actual movement to help people, you know, feel better. You know, we are absolutely workaholics, especially in the United States. And, you know, fortunately for other countries like Sweden, um, they know it and other European countries, they actually recognize that if you aren't resting and recovering, you're not going to be a very good you know, productive person. So they have those afternoon naps and they have, you know, the, all these breaks. And I think that's, that's pretty cool. So the good news though, is knowing you're burned out also means you can recover from it sooner and better. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal experience with burnout. Just a quick little story. I actually have two and I'm sure there's more than that. I'm sure there's a lot of stories and times in my life where I felt burned out. But one significant moment in my life was owning this fitness studio. 
you know, I've talked about it before. It was like my dream come true. So back way back in high school, I always dreamed about owning a gym and I just really wanted that forever. But then, you know, my life went a different path and I just always knew I wanted to do something. So whatever I do, I jump in and I do it. Like I don't mess around. You know, it's like if I'm committed to something, I'm going to do it and I do it. I'm all in. Right. So there for a while, I had kind of given up because I had gained a bunch of weight. I had given up on the gym fitness world and decided I was going to be this cookie connoisseur. So I jumped in fully into trying to find the best cookie recipes and create my own brand around that. Anyway, I got a little burned out on that after I was eating multiple (laughs) dozens of cookies way too often, gained more weight, felt terrible. And so the story goes that I, thank God, woke up one day and started to treat myself better. And that's when my dream of fitness came back. And so during that time, I would just daydream all the time about this studio. And it was just the only thing I ever wanted was this like studio and I could picture it. And I totally manifested it, by the way. But anyway, I had it, I got it. And so it was like my baby. And because of that, I now looking back, see that I was a total control freak. And so I wanted to do everything myself. It was like I had to teach all the classes. I mean, I did have a couple of people that helped with with classes, but probably I could have had them do more. But no, because I was a control freak and it had to be exactly the way I wanted to do it. I was also a people pleaser. So not only was I controlling everything about the studio, it was like any little thing someone would say to me, I would try to like make them happy and make everybody happy and you can't make everybody happy. So not only was I controlling the business, controlling everything, trying to make everybody happy, trying to control their happiness too, but I was also physically, physically wearing myself totally out, like teaching way too many classes, training way too many people. Then I added even more to my to my um, calendar. I started going to the city of Greensboro to do classes there and workshops. And I was just overworked. And so instead of you know getting help, what happened? I was burned out. And so what did I do? I stopped. So that is one really bad thing about burnout is if you get to a point, I mean, I was physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted. My relationships were suffering because I was just a total freak. (laughs) And I didn't even know it. I really, it's like I knew it, but I didn't know it. Like I didn't see it. And you know how that is when you can look back and see, you know, 2020 perfect vision, what was going on. But nonetheless, I totally burned out. So I closed my studio. I just closed. And probably too abruptly because I was so sad about it for so long. But anyway, that is it. But also during that time is when I'm pretty sure, 99% sure that that is why I ended up with Hashimoto's autoimmune because I literally ran myself into this autoimmune disease. So anyway, that is the danger of burnout. Now, the other thing that happened more recently was again. So here comes COVID, right? And I'm sorry to bring up COVID again. We're all sick of it. But what happened during that time is I had been teaching classes online. And when the shutdown happened, it actually amped up the demand and desire for people to do more online workouts. So I was in high demand. I had my personal like uh, membership group going. 
And then for the gym, I was doing more classes for them online. And then I had more personal clients do personal training. And it was like nonstop. Meanwhile, most of the country was relaxing. I mean, well, not unhappily, but they were, you know, relaxing, not getting out as much. And meanwhile, I found myself right back in that rat race or right back in the hamster wheel going around and around and around and around, just wearing myself to the bone. So guess what I did? (laughs) There's a pattern here. There's a pattern with me. When I get burned out, I shut down. I totally shut down. I felt terrible. A lot of my autoimmune issues came back, inflammation, and I was just overworked. And so what did I do? I was like, sorry, guys, I'm done. So I have had to learn a lot from that. And so it's really great, though, when you can look back and see what your patterns are so that you can change them. All right. So what are, you know, the main reasons we get burned out, I already said, are being overworked, underrecognized, okay, and just really feeling like there's no end in sight, okay? So it's really important to take, you know, a look at your life and what is, you know, not going so well. Like what is making you feel overwhelmed or what is making you feel exhausted? What is making you feel like it's never going to end? Okay. Those are the things you want to start looking at so that you can make some changes. But what I want to talk about are what are some of the symptoms? Okay. Because there's actual symptoms that you can see in your life, things that are happening in your life so that you can see, you know, get an idea if you're already on the way to burnout. Okay. So let me read some of these to you. First of all, um, you know, physical, there's physical symptoms. All right. But let me just, re- I'm just going list, to list off some ideas for you. Okay. So first of all, sleep, fatigue, and energy levels. All right. So thinking about sleep, fatigue, and energy levels, you may have trouble or, st- you know, falling or staying asleep. You may have just poor quality sleep. You may just be like super, super, super tired, run down and drained all the time. You might be just wired and you can't sleep. Okay. You're like totally, like I said, running on that invisible hamster wheel. Like you just can't slow the thoughts. That's a major symptom. Maybe you need to rely on caffeine for alertness through the day. Okay. Maybe all day you're like, oh my gosh, where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? I need it. And then also you may feel just heavy and sluggish. Okay. Like you're just literally dragging your body through the day. Other physical symptoms are like heart palpitations or just a racing heart tightness in your chest chest or trouble breathing. I mean, these are major things, okay? Being burned out, being overworked, being underappreciated, all of that can actually hurt your physical health, okay? Headaches, migraines, jaw pain, uh, grinding your teeth, okay? You might notice that your teeth are more sensitive from grinding them. Um, maybe you startle easy, you know, like someone walks around the corner and you're like, ah, <laughs> That was me. Actually, I've been like that lately too. I think that's just me being crazy. But um, chronic aches and pains, irregular, painful, or absent menstrual cycles. Okay, that's major too. If you start having like messed up menstrual cycles, something's going on. Um, Unless you're just, you know, hitting the menopause days. Uh, Maybe you feel spacey or dizzy. Maybe you're having crazy food cravings or a lack of appetite. Uh, Maybe you're getting sick a lot. Okay. Um, And having inflammation, like maybe skin issues, joint pains, sinus problems, and even hair falling out. These are all signs of physical burnout. 
Okay, I had a lot of those during the studio days. So then also there's some cognitive and mental symptoms like forgetfulness. Okay, like forgetting things all the time. Maybe you can't concentrate or focus. You feel anxious and worry a lot. Um, You might be overwhelmed or just frazzled. Like there's just so much to do and you just don't know how to juggle it all and you just want to stop. Okay, that was me. Um, Maybe you procrastinate. You know, it's just like you just keep avoiding things because there's just like too much to do. So those are some things. Also, there's emotional symptoms like feeling just blank or numb, feeling down and sad, feeling trapped and stuck. Like you have no other options and you're just like totally stuck. That's the worst. Last week we talked about getting unstuck. Maybe you feel pessimistic about just life in general. Okay. You're irritable, resentful, short-tempered. Okay. Just frustrated, disconnected, alienated, alone. All of these words are great for that. And then there's also some relationship symptoms, like you can't relate or connect with other people. Maybe your family and friends, you feel like they don't know who you are, don't understand you. Um, Maybe you just want to avoid other people altogether and you just want to go hide. Okay. These are all symptoms of like burning out. Okay. Maybe you feel like you can't trust or depend on other people. Like you're the only person that can do it right. Okay. So if any of those things, if, if, as I was reading those things to you, if you were going, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh. If you said that more than like five times, please take some time to really think about what's going on in your life because maybe it's time to do something about it. Okay. So how can we prevent burnout? Well, here are a couple ideas. First up, you want to try to set some boundaries. Okay. Boundaries at work and at home. So remember, setting boundaries are really, it's not meant to offend other people or it's not that you're so much better than everyone else that you have to set boundaries and create time for yourself. It's really not about anyone else. It's about protecting your energy so that you can still be great to everyone you love, right? So if you're constantly giving, 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 you start to wear yourself out physically and emotionally and mentally. And that leads to resentment, which is not good for anybody. So setting boundaries actually protects you and it protects the people you love from you, right? So you're not freaking out on them. So setting good boundaries includes, and we've done uh, you know, a whole, a whole uh, episode on this, but I'm going to just give you a few more ideas. Setting good boundaries includes identifying what you can and can't control. You cannot change what is out of your control. So you need to choose to focus on what you can control, right? You can't control what other people think, but you can control how you treat other people, okay? So these are the things. You need to look at what you can and can't control and really dive in to focus on the things you can control. You also want to be clear what your boundaries are for yourself because if you're not clear on your boundaries, then it's going to be really hard to follow them. And then if you don't follow your boundaries, no one else will either. So I'm horrible with this. I'm like, oh, sure. This is my new like policy, but oh, you're so sweet. I'll do this for you. Oh, I'll do this for you. Well, I've had to stop that because it was super confusing for me. And it's just not really fair to anyone else. Okay. So be clear on what your boundaries are for yourself. Decide what's an actual yes and what is a no. Okay. Just be clear on it. And then communicate those boundaries with your coworkers, your clients, your friends, your family, and just own it, okay? Be clear, communicate, and stick to it, okay? 
Also, you want to set intentions to help you stick with your boundaries. Okay. So, you know, if you have a hard time sticking to your boundaries by yourself, then you need to sit down and set intentions on why it's important to you. Maybe each week, you know, look at your schedule and pinpoint the areas where you might be pulled away from your boundaries and really be intentional and making sure that you stick with with what you have said you're going to stick with. And you want to be intentional with your environment. So set specific times maybe that you are going to turn off work mode and switch into family mode. Okay. Or if you work at home, then maybe you need to be really clear on your environment. Like make sure there's a separate room or a table or whatever where you're going to do your work so that when people know you're there, that you're busy with work and you're not in family mode. Okay. So being really clear on your environment and what you will and won't accept in your life, these are all super important for you. And it's going to help you prevent that burnout feeling. Okay. Another tip is spend more time working on what you love and with the people that you like the most. Okay. So, you know, a lot of us get burnout because we're working so hard. And then, you know, like I said before, you work hard, you work hard, you see no insight, and then you don't feel appreciated. So what can happen is, you know, when you're doing all that work, we have to stop and remember what work you actually do enjoy and love and really engage in that area and get help with the rest. Because when you're really engaged and happy and working on what you're good at, then it's going to be easier to want to do the work and you're going to just be better at it. And then if you're choosing to be around the people that help you be your best and help you engage in those areas, you're going to feel much better and you're going to be less likely to burn out. So if you're an employee though, then like as a business owner, I get to set that intention. I get to decide who I work with. I get to decide how I want to work. I get, that's really fortunate. And But not everybody has their own business. A lot of people are employees. And so you basically have to follow the you know the rules of your corporation or company or whatever. And that's fine. But if you're an employee and you feel overwhelmed with work, first, focus on what you do well. You know, still try to engage in it and just do your best. Like, why did you take the job? Like, why did you get hired? Like, what was it that made you start this in the first place? Remember that. Slow down, clear your brain and just start thinking about, okay, what is it that I actually do like about this job? And what can I do to make it fun and keep me motivated still? Okay. So that's one way to think about it. But if, but if you need to, you may want to consider talking with your manager or your boss and discuss how you can either get help. Okay. Or let them know how you're feeling. And maybe you can find another way to engage more in what you do better and actually delegate or get help in the areas that maybe you're falling back on or you're not in love with the most. Okay. So the other thing with like work or social or whatever, try not to hang around the people that are poison. Okay. Poisonous people are those that do nothing but complain and find things to bitch about. So if you're going to hang out with these people, it's very likely that you are poisoned too. So if you're standing around the water cooler in the break room or in the hallway or in the women's bathroom, wherever, constantly bitching and whining about your situation, then I mean, of course you're going to be miserable and of course you're going to burn out because if that's all you're focusing on is how miserable you are and how much you hate it and how much there is to complain about, 
and you're doing it with everybody around you, it's not going to get better. You're all just going to be, you know, miserable together. You know, misery loves company. So instead of being part of the poison, step away and start to be around the people that lift you up instead of pulling you down. Okay. And I know that's not always easy, especially if you have like your best friends at work and they're constantly like complaining, then maybe, you know, if you can't get away from them, then maybe you be the role model and suggest that you stop being poison and start finding what you can actually focus on that you like at work and all of you can prosper from it. The other thing is around this is practicing compassion. So Yes, I know some customers and clients and um, other drivers on the road or your mom or all these you know people can be really annoying and frustrating. But remember, there's always another side of the story. And if you can remember to give compassion to even the most annoying client or customer or family member, you will feel better because not everything is about you, right? We have to like stop and remember that there's always a story to someone else and they always see the situation from a different angle. And so I have a quick story. My husband is a claims adjuster for an insurance company. And, you know, talk about people like constantly, he gets on the phone with them and they constantly just immediately think that he's not going to help them, not pay them. And because the in, they, you know, people have this idea that insurance companies just want to get them and not pay them back. And they have this bad taste in their mouth. But really, my husband is very generous, very calm, very... Um, willing to help. And he really understands the business and he knows what he can and can't do. And he's really communicates it well. But there's occasionally times (laughs) where I, because we both work at home, I can hear him talking and I'll be like, so you were getting a little frustrated. And I was like, remember, you know, this person had a big tree fall through their house. They're feeling very upset. It's like, it's not about you. They're not mad at you. They're upset, the situation. So just keeping in mind that there's always another side to the story and be compassionate to it is going to help you feel more appreciated so that you don't feel so burned out at the end of the day. Okay. My third tip is focus on recovery. I mean, we all need to be focusing on recovery, whether you feel burned out or not, but especially if you're starting to feel burned out with work or at home or whatever, or physically from your workouts or whatever it is, that means that you need to spend more time on your deep health, your deep recovery. Okay. So um, when I say deep health, deep recovery, I'm talking about, um, you know, physically taking care of your body, but also socially, emotionally, environmentally, mentally, Um, spiritually. Okay. So recovery doesn't just mean take a day off, right? It doesn't mean, oh, you need to take the day off from the gym or you need to take a day off from work. It's like, it's actually um, accumulative with all of these areas. So it's something that if you practice daily working on your recovery practices, you're going to find that you're able to handle your workplace and just your everyday life stress better. Okay, so just some ideas like in your social, a deep recovery social would be um, just having better communication. Okay, setting those boundaries, letting people know where you stand. Okay, physical would be better nutrition to to support yourself, like less caffeine and more vegetables, right, or more protein. Um, Emotional would be recognizing and expressing, sharing your emotions appropriately. Okay, that's actually recovery because when you hold your emotions inside, 
all that's going to do is decrease your health. So we need to recognize and express our emotions, which is helping you recover. Um, Environmentally is creating a literal and metaphoric space that supports recovery. Okay. So like maybe have an actual room in your house that you go to that maybe you like the lighting or the comfortable chair or whatever, Um, creating that, but also like creating space in your mind to let yourself take this time to meditate or to be quiet or to read. Okay. Mental is like having like focus, like, okay, taking your day and breaking it into like focus periods and rest periods. So like maybe you work for 25 minutes really hard on one task. Okay. And then take a 10 minute break to walk around, get a drink and then get back to it. Okay. That's going to keep your mental health more sharp and focused. And then your spiritual health, um, you know, doing something that you love, you know, maybe want to volunteer once a month at the mental health shelter, or maybe you want to walk dogs for the animal shelter, or maybe, you know, whatever, like doing something that makes you feel good and of service is a great way to recover as well. Okay. So those are just some ideas. Um, so here's the deal. When you are starting to feel burned out, the number one thing you need to do is just recognize it. Okay. So I gave you a bunch of symptoms. And the second thing is like actually wanting to do something about it. Okay. I talked last week about the reasons people get stuck in last week's episode. Um, so there's actually a lot of stuff in that episode that correlate with this one. So if you haven't listened to episode, oh gosh, I think it was 87, then maybe listen to that as well. And that gives you lots of ideas between this week and last week on how to stay your best physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, environmental self, your best self. Okay. So thank you guys so much for being here. Super excited. And I'm really pumped because I'm getting ready to go on this week on my retreat for my women. It's a wellness retreat. And I'm excited to let you know, I'll be doing another one in the spring in Greensboro. So I'm really excited. So if you're interested in that, then definitely let me know. But until then, I hope that you guys are taking this serious and you're getting some recovery this week. And let me know if you have any questions. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.